1: Well it's been quite another week hasn't it with announcements on Monday and Tuesday and then lots of conversations perhaps and processing what they might mean for you as a family or at work and uh, as we have been through this whole uh, time of lockdown we want to do everything that we can to keep us connected in whatever way is appropriate and possible. We're well aware that for some of us, meeting physically has not been uh, appropriate at all for a whole host of reasons. And I I guess I I want to say, especially to those of you who who are unable to connect physically at the moment, uh, we want to do all that we can to try and keep you in the loop of communication and connectivity online, on the telephone, in whatever way we can. So we'd love to hear from you. If there is something, an idea, a thought, something that we could be doing to help us stay together through this time that uh, perhaps we're not doing or you're not aware of at the moment, we'd love to hear from you in different ways. It's so important that we keep connected, whether that be online or in different ways as appropriate in person. We're building some foundations as we look at the book of Philippians and journey through the book over these coming weeks, under the title, The Conundrum of Joy, this letter that Paul wrote that was full of joy is even though he was in lockdown. And we're trying to make sense of it all. And uh, these last couple of weeks, we've been laying some important foundations as we go on to look at the detail of the book in the weeks that lie ahead. If you missed last week or the week before, can I really encourage you to catch up with the things that I shared? Because I will be building upon them and it will help make sense, I hope, of things that come later on in the series and just a reminder too for people that aren't able to access online and you might be aware of some of those that uh, we do have uh, talk by phone so you can dial an Ipswich phone number and get the latest talk just on the end of your phone line all the details about that are on the website uh, forward slash gatherings and you'll find the details there To help someone with, if you know someone that would be blessed just to listen in on the telephone, then uh, please make them aware of it and give them that number. We'd so appreciate that. So building the foundations. Week one, we saw that this joy filled letter was a reminder to us that joy is not about our circumstances. That's a myth. Joy is not about our circumstances. Week two, if joy is not about our circumstances, then what is it about? And we began to share together the secret of joy. That joy is not about what's going on around you. Joy is about what's going on inside you. It's about what's happening on the inside. And we began to see that in each and every moment there is an invitation from heaven for us to end, to make the joy, end joy, to make the joy of the moment, to take pleasure from the moment. There's a choice for us to step into the joy that's being offered to us. Even when the circumstances, and perhaps we'll come back to this, even more so when the circumstances seem difficult and troublesome, there is joy for the taking. We are given the invitation to take pleasure. Now, I know that the idea of joy and in fact the word pleasure Often has negative connotations for us. We perhaps, if we've been in churches for a while, uh, have heard the phrases uh, uh, phrases like worldly pleasure, that that pleasure is something that's negative. It has worldly connotations and therefore uh, ungodly or or not kingdom connotations. We want to rediscover and recapture all of that in this series. Joy is a gift from God pleasure is his delight. Psalm uh, 16 and verse 11 puts it uh, wonderfully. Let me just uh, grab it for uh, a moment and, and share those words with you just as a helpful reminder. The psalmist writes these words, you make known to me the path of life, you will fill me with joy in your presence. There it is, joy God's gift to us in his presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Joy and pleasure is right up God's street, so to speak. It's his gift to us, independent of the circumstances. So this is the final week when we're taking this helicopter view over the letter to the Philippians. You remember that we noticed that it is so full of joy, indeed it has right at its heart the command to rejoice, the command to be joy filled. And then we noticed that he, Paul often talks about the mind and how we think and what we remember and what we should look at and dwell on. And that's where we were last week, that joy comes from this internal attitude that is determined by what we think about by what we focus our minds on by what we remember now as we step back and look at the letter as a whole there is one more what I'm going to call mega theme of this letter that for me helps tie all of these things and these thoughts together and that's the theme of thankfulness The theme of thankfulness. You'll know that Paul right at the beginning of uh, the letter says, I always thank my God for you. I always thank my God for you. When I remember you, it is Thanksgiving that bubbles up. Now, I'm sure that the church in Philippi was just like any other church. It had struggles and difficulties. They were far from perfect. They messed things up. There were probably plenty of things about the church at Philippi that Paul could have readily criticised, been frustrated about, annoyed about. But he chooses thanksgiving. I always thank God when I remember you. It's a posture of thankfulness. And then we know that, in fact, the very reason for Paul writing this letter in the first place was that he wanted to say thank you to the Philippian church for their gift of love and physical gifts that they gave him to support his ministry. And again, we'll come back to this later on in the series. So Paul talks about his posture of thanksgiving as he writes a letter to say thank you. And in those verses that we read last week, he reminds us that it's not just a posture of thankfulness in the moment, but it comes out of a whole lifestyle that is one of thankfulness let me read those uh, verses to you from uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verses 4 through to 7 rejoice in the Lord always a command to be joy filled I'll say it again rejoice let your gentleness he says be evident to all the Lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with what with thanks giving present your requests to God everything he says with thanks giving which is just what he also said when he wrote to the church at Colossi the Colossians the the reading that we heard some moments ago Colossians chapter 3 let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful there it is. It's a, it's a command. Like joy, be joy filled. Be thankful. It's not what are your circumstances and respond to them. It's no, be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach, admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And here it comes, the punchline, verse 17, Colossians chapter 3. And whatever you do in all situations, whether it's what you do with word or with action in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. A lifestyle of thankfulness. And this is where I believe it all comes together. There are these commands, aren't there, to be joy-filled. And now this command alongside it, to be thankful. It's not um, a sort of a a take it or leave it. We, We totally get, don't we, the command to love one another. And we know that even if loving someone is difficult, we should still do it. It's a command. And it's the same with these very positive things. Be joyful. Be thankful. And this is where I think the connection is. Thankfulness is the key that unlocks the gift of joy in our lives. Let me say that again. Thankfulness is the key that unlocks the gift of joy in our lives. So my encouragement to each of us this week is to choose to be thankful Just like we thought about choosing joy, we choose to be thankful. That in every circumstance, there are things to be thankful for. And I'm going to invite you to to, to take this week the time to create a thankfulness journal. At the end of each day or at some point in the day, whatever works for you, write one thing to be thankful for from the morning, one thing from the afternoon, one thing from the evening and share that with someone. Share it with someone. As we begin to share our thankfulness so we will see more and more things to be thankful for and thankfulness becomes an attitude, a way of life and it is the key, the code that will unlock joy. Because when we are thankful, and Paul goes on to say this in his letter to the Philippians, we are learning to be content. And discontent is probably one of the greatest joy stealers that there is. As we are thankful, we learn to be content and the joy that is God's gift to us bubbles up from the inside out. So we're entering into a season that we would normally celebrate harvest in. Now, clearly, we're not able to celebrate harvest this year in the usual way. But as you've already heard from Claire, we're we're going to embark on this season of thankfulness. At the heart of harvest is to say thank you, God, for your good gifts. And so I would encourage you to think about what you can share that helps us all be thankful As we hear how you are thankful for something that God has given you. And then usually as part of our harvest celebrations we give thanks. And then out of that overflow of thanksgiving we give to others. We'll be sharing a little bit more over the coming weeks about a way that we can respond to give to those in need in and around us in Ipswich. But thankfulness is the key. The key that unlocks the gift of joy In our lives. So, would you join me this week in creating that journal of thankfulness? Something in the morning, something in the afternoon, something in the evening. And then find somebody to share it with. Send a text, over a meal, someone that you walk to work with or school with, however it works out for you, share it with someone that we might allow thankfulness to bubble up. Because we will discover that as we do we're unlocking the joy and then when Paul says to us rejoice and I'm going to say it again rejoice we can go amen because we know what it is is to live lives that are joy-filled rejoicing in the everyday of our ordinary lives. God bless you this week so go and be thankful. Amen.
0: Are you ready to pray? I hope so. We're going to be active in our prayers today. So get ready. We're going to uh, follow on from what Simon's been saying and have grateful prayers, thankful prayers. We're going to really say thank you to God for the many good things because it's the door into joy. We're going to be grateful for the things inside us and those things around us. So you've got 30 seconds right now to go, I'm in my kitchen, uh, to find something in the room you're in or in your house that you want to say thank you to God for. Now, if that sounds a little bit too energetic, maybe instead you just want to write in the comments on the Facebook feed something that you're thanking God for today. But if you have got legs and you're ready to run, why don't you rush around and find something in the next 30 seconds that we can say thank you to God for. Ready, steady, go! You've got 15 seconds left, so write it in the comments. Go get it. Hurry up, everyone. Go find it. And five, four, three, two, one. It's great to read all the comments. But why don't you hold up high something that you're thanking God for? I've got my Bible because God's been speaking to me from that this week in so many ways, and I've needed that bread from heaven. I've got an orange because we needed those in this house this week, lots of colds and so uh, I'm thanking God for vitamin C and for oranges and I've also got my cross which has been hung up in my office this week to remind me that God is with me, that Christ is in me and the Holy Spirit's power is upon me. I wonder what you found, why don't you hold it now in your hand and let's say thank you. Father God, we're thanking you for the thing we found and the many other blessings that you have poured onto us this week. We're grateful for your word which has inspired us. We're grateful for your presence which has never forsaken us. We're grateful for the many good things that you have placed in our lives. And as we look deep and as we look wide, We see that you are a God who gives good gifts. Why don't you now, wherever you are, just lead yourself in saying thank you. Thank you for what God has done. May it bubble up in us. Let's have a moment in our own spaces where we just say thank you to God. And Lord, sometimes finding things to say thank you for is easy. Sometimes it's harder. So open our eyes this week. Open our ears and our lives ready to be able to see and feel the goodness of God. Open our lives so that we don't just see the hard stuff and the bad stuff. We don't just hear the negativity but help us, Lord, to be people whose posture is to say thank you for the good things and to be people who hope, because hope is a gift from you. And hope breeds joy, thankfulness and gratefulness breeds joy. And we want to be a joyful people, even in this harder season. So, Lord, may we know your presence. May we release our thanks. And may we experience your joy this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.